Did you know that there are actually three different kinds of launches you should be leveraging in your business? On today's episode, I'm going to break down these three different kinds of live launches and why and when you should leverage each. So stay tuned. What change becomes possible when 100,000 people are impacted by your work? This question came to me one day, and I have been working to find the answer ever since. Hi, I'm Jess, and I help online course creators amplify their influence and create a movement with their message. And on this podcast, I am sharing the simple strategies and systems to help you impact more people with your programs so you can create quantum growth in your industry. You are listening to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Jess here, and today I am talking all about one of my favorite topics, which is live launches. I know live launches get a bad rap, and I too have even said that they can be a bit of a roller coaster and that they can be overwhelming, but I really believe that when you do them the right way, an effective way, a strategic way, they really can be an effective and great way to sell your products to your audience. So on today's episode, I'm going to dive into the three different kinds of live launches there are and when it's appropriate to use each during your yearly sales cycle and where you are in your business. So you may be like surprised to hear that there's actually three different kinds of live launches. When I talk to people about live launching, they often tend to think that live launching is like this big ass production and it's something that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and you're creating all the things, you're posting on every single platform, like it is this big coordinated launch event. And you're not wrong for one type of them, right? Like that is a type of live launch where you have this big huge event going on. But if that's what you're doing every single quarter, man, when do you get anything else done? You know, and I think that that's where a lot of people are struggling with the idea of live launching in general is that they think that every live launch should be a big live launch. And it's this high stakes thing that takes a ton of time and effort. And that doesn't necessarily have to be true. I have a lot of core values, but one of my highest core values is energy efficiency. And so I'm always looking for ways in my business and in my life that I can be more effective with my time and energy so I can be more efficient and productive with that time and energy. I am in human design what's called a projector, which means that I do not have consistent access to that good motor energy, which means that I am very picky about what I'm spending my time on and what I am really giving my full energy. And so that is really where leveraging these other types of launches can really help fill in the gaps so that you're not running that big live launch every single quarter because that's just a lot, right? Like it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of work and it's not as much payoff when you are doing that much effort every single quarter. So there are three different kinds of live launches or three different types that I'm going to talk about in today's episode. And when you leverage each is slightly different, right? When is it the right time to leverage it? When is the right time to do it? And what needs to happen first? Those are all things that I'm going to talk about today. 
So the first type of live launch is one that I'm sure you are familiar with. It's one I've mentioned already on this episode, and that is the big live launch. I call this the BLL, the big live launch. This is what you think of when you think of live launching, right? You think like long launch runway, big timeline, lots of content leading up to it. You think about engaging all of your various content platforms. That is really what the big live launch is all about. And this serves a few different purposes, right? One, it serves to build connection and authority with your audience. And I recommend having a big live launch at least, or at really once a year, not at least, just once a year, right? This is really this big coordinated launch event where you have a lot of content and a lot of effort leading up to it, but it has a lot of payoff in the long run if you leverage it effectively. And so the big live launch really does engage all of those platforms together. So if you have Instagram, if you have a Facebook group, if you have a podcast, a YouTube, a blog, if you are on LinkedIn, if you work with people in person, right? You are leveraging all of these platforms together at the same time in that big live launch. This is a really big coordinated event, and it's a very effective way to warm up your audience, create buzz and excitement around your product launch, and get a lot of people to join at once, right? Live launches are incredibly effective at creating that time urgency because there's a very clear The doors are open and the doors are closed. And so with this, you really have a very clear timeline for people to join you, which then helps those people who've maybe been on the fence get off of it, right? We all know that as much as we hate to admit it, that people like a deadline. People want to know when they need to join by and people will tend to wait until the last minute to purchase something. So that is really a good opportunity to scoop them up with this big live launch. So when I say 12-week timeline, I mean from the beginning of launch-focused marketing activities through the doors closing on your promotional period, right? And so the beginning of your launch activities would be creating specific content that drives traffic and drives demand and interest in your specific offer. And so oftentimes with content, we tend to be just creating things willy-nilly. I don't recommend that, but that's what happens sometimes. And so when you are in this like launch, pre-launch timeline, creating really effective content. And I actually have this broken into five different phases and different phases of what kind of content to create when for a really specific purpose that really leans nicely into this 12-week timeline. And so 12 weeks prior to when you intend to launch, I recommend really tweaking your content into the direction that you're going with people and really starting to steer the ship toward your offer. This is really important because people are not paying that much attention to your content. So when you have a longer amount of time where you're really focusing on a specific topic in a multitude of ways, right? You're not just posting the same thing every day. But when you really start to kind of steer the ship in that direction, by the time the doors open, they are rearing and ready to go. And by having a multi-platform strategy, you are reaching people who are connected to you in a multitude of ways. And so this is also where I would recommend going on a podcast tour where you are speaking in front of other people's audiences. You're really taking that time leading up to your live launch to engage other people's audiences and really get in front of other people so you can really focus the majority of your audience growth prior to this big live launch. 
The other thing that is really key about the big live launch is this is when you're building your launch asset. So I've talked about a launch asset or the concept of this before, but your launch asset is what you will continue to leverage all year long. It is the emails, it's the landing pages, it's the messaging, it's the sales page, it's the conversion mechanism, right? That is your launch asset. And when you have these things done and tested, then you know that they'll convert on the back end in various automated sequences. And so your big live launch is where you are building out that launch asset or, you know, rebuilding or retweaking it, right? Renovating it. And then you are testing it with a live audience. And so this is a really important piece of what I teach inside of the lab because you're building this launch asset and then you are testing it with a live audience, which will give you your baseline conversion rate. And this is the rate that we really want to try to reach and hit with our automated promotions. So when you're building your launch asset, that means you're writing or rewriting or tweaking your emails, you're rebuilding or building or tweaking your sales page. You're determining if you want to do a different conversion mechanism. Do you want to do a hybrid challenge versus a challenge? Do you want to do a webinar? Do you want to do a workshop? Whatever feels good to you and whatever makes sense strategically for your launch. So you're going to be rebuilding that conversion uh, mechanism. You're also going to be really looking at the overall messaging of your offer and how you talk about it, who it's for, the different ways that you convey the value of it. These are all things that you can and should renew once a year, right? And really look into, okay, how is this different? What has changed? What am I tweaking? And how can I really tighten this up so that it gets even better results? So that's a really great thing that you're going to be doing during this big life launch is building out that messaging ecosystem and then testing that messaging with your audience live. And like I said, when you build this asset, that's what will ultimately become the automated sales funnel. The emails that you're writing for the live launch will become the emails that you have in the automated funnel. Your sales page from the live launch will be the sales page that you use in the automated funnel. The conversion mechanism you use in the live launch will become the conversion mechanism you use in the funnel, right? So when you're doing this work, you're building it ahead of time, but you're leveraging it all year long. And this is something that because it is a big chunk of work, I only recommend doing it once per year, not once a quarter, like a lot of people who teach live launching are recommending. So when you're doing this big live launch, it really is a good chunk of time and energy and effort. But if you're only doing it once a year, that gives you the opportunity to take a breath the rest of the year and pay, like use that leverage or use that asset that you created and leverage it all year long. So that's just one type of live launch. And this is maybe the only one that you've ever done. And if that's true, that's totally okay. But this is a really great way to, it has its effectiveness, right? It has its purpose, but it's not the only way to live launch your offers, which takes me into the second kind of live launch, which is the mini launch. A mini launch is a much shorter time frame. I recommend a three-week timeline where a big live launch is a 12-week timeline. This is a three-week timeline. This will really mainly engage your email list and your social. So your social being Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever that social platform is. So you're not going to be engaging your podcast necessarily. You're not going to be engaging your YouTube or your blog, right? You're really focusing instead on just your email list and your social media following. And then with that, you are going to run a mini launch. So a mini launch is a fresh conversion mechanism. 
into the automated sales funnel. And so let's say that things are always changing in your industry like they are in most, or like there's something new or something exciting that is slightly different, or you're testing new messaging and you want to try out a new masterclass or a new webinar or a new whatever that looks like, right? This is a great time to do this. Sometimes you have a hard time choosing, well, do I want to do my topic on this or this? Well, now you have a choice, right? Because you're going to have many, many launches throughout the year. And so with this, you're going to run that webinar or workshop live, but you're going to leverage the automated sales funnel that you already have set up in the conversion side of it. So you'll run the webinar or workshop live. You'll invite people to it live through your emails and through your social media. You will do that event live, but then everybody will go through the automated sales sequence on the back end so that they are being represented the offer and re-engaged into the sales sequence. And I recommend doing this three times per year. So if you look at it that way, if you have one big live launch and then three mini launches per year, that's really going to give you that quarterly launch kind of flow, but without the quarterly launch drama, right? And the roller coaster of it. Because with that big live launch, you have a lot on the front end. And then these mini launches are way less work because you're really only creating that one asset, which is the new mechanism. And if you're doing this effectively, you're just duplicating the old mechanism and changing some of the content in it, but you're using 85% of the existing mechanism. You're just changing some of the content. And so you're really putting in way less effort into it um, three times per year, but putting those people back through the sales funnel so that they re-see the sales emails, they're represented with the offer. And hopefully, if you've made a compelling enough argument as to why your offer is the right offer for them, they are then represented with an opportunity to buy. And I have seen re-engagement launches work incredibly effectively. Like I've said in the past, 75% of people who've purchased have per- have gone through a previous launch, or at least that was the case in one specific live launch that I've talked about. And so with that, like knowing that people who need to see the offer again before they purchase, this gives them that opportunity to re-engage with your content, to go back through the sales sequence, especially if you haven't done it in a couple months, it gives them an opportunity to kind of re-engage with you. So like I said, this is something you would do three times per year. So let's say that you have your big live launch in quarter two, then you would do a mini launch in quarter three, quarter four, and quarter one, leading up to your next big live launch. So this is something that you don't have to do a lot, but just enough to keep your audience engaged. The other really interesting thing about this that I've tested both ways is doing both a free training and a paid training. I have done a paid workshop as a mini launch, and it can be incredibly effective as long as you make it clear that there will be an offer at the end. The downside to mini or to paid workshops is that people tend to think that they're getting an X dollar solution for that, right? They don't really love being sold to when they're paying for the privilege, you know? And so if you make it clear that there's going to be an offer at the end of it, and maybe there's like a bonus for if they bought, then they can apply that to the purchase or whatever. Like that might be a better way to kind of smooth that over. But oftentimes people who pay are looking for a paid solution. And if they're like, Ooh, I'm going to learn this for $39. And then they get in and they learn a little bit of that. But ultimately what they learn is that they need your program, which is $390 
then they may be a little bit bitter about the bait and switch there. You know, I like to keep conversion mechanisms free because it just keeps that nice and clean. People have a good expectation going into it. I'm not telling them that they're going to expect something that they're not going to get. And they feel less jilted and less slighted by you selling when it is positioned as a free like sales mechanism, right? If you make it clear up front, like, hey, and at the end of this training, I'm going to tell you how you can work with me to get X result. And then that lastly takes me to the third type of launch, which I think is by far the most underutilized, and that is the partner launch. This is also a live launch and one that you can do really effectively when you get into a good system of it. So a partner launch is working with somebody else who has the same audience, but serves them in a different way to present your offer to their audience. So this is a really cool opportunity because you can get in front of an entirely new audience and it creates that third-party validation. Something I teach inside of the lab is how to find aligned partners and how to reach out to them and how to actually like make this a good deal for them as well. But by having a partner launch, you're getting in front of somebody else's audience, they're positioning you as the expert, and then you're splitting the proceeds. So I recommend a 50-50 split with this because that's really what's going to make the offer sweet. So they're making something from this deal and you're getting, if nothing else, the leads plus all of the sales, right? So it's a win-win both ways. So a partner launch is a four-week timeline because you're going to be engaging somebody else's audience. So I recommend a slightly longer timeline than a mini launch, but otherwise it's pretty similar to a mini launch. You know, you're going to engage your partner's social media and email. So you'll have a coordinated process there where you're sending or they're sending out emails to their list that you've helped them create that are really targeted on your messaging driving them into your live event. And then you are going to leverage their social media by going live together, sharing content together, really engaging them on social media. And then you are going to perform that live webinar or workshop to their audience. And this is a slightly different webinar or workshop because it's a partner webinar. So I really recommend in a partner launch it being both of you. And this is really key to building that trust and building that third-party validation is having both of you on camera, having the partner introduce you, how they met you, how they know you, why they trust you, and then having you take on your or having then having you present your webinar but with their audience in mind. And so once they go through this webinar or workshop, then they get put into that automated sales funnel, right? The one that you already have set up from that big live launch. And so this really streamlines the back end because they're opting into this partner launch and then they go into this automated sales funnel being presented the offer. And then 50% of the sales that come from that promotion go to the partner. Easy peasy, right? This is such a great way to grow your audience and to test your funnel to cold audiences because these people likely do not know you, right? They only trust that the person that they do trust knows you and trusts you. And if you can present a compelling argument as to why this is the right offer for them right now, then you can make some magic happen. And with some really clear messaging, you're showing them even on the front end that you have a solution that they may be interested in. So you're attracting really aligned clients 
from somebody else's audience in this process. So partner launches are a really great way to grow your audience and to test your messaging and to bring in some additional revenue. Plus, they're a really fun way to bring revenue to other people, right? Oftentimes, people have their own signature offer, but they don't have a ton of other offers or they don't want to create a bunch of other offers to re-engage their audience between their own launches. And so this can be a really good way to engage their audience with an aligned product and create a partnership that's going to be mutually beneficial for you and the partner and for their audience. So this is something that you can do honestly as often as you want. I think that a really good pace for this would be doing like one a month or two a month if you really like uh, running webinars. But I think that this is a really effective way to get in front of more people, especially the right people when you have this tested and proven mechanism that's going to convert them on the back end. So partner launches are something that you would do after you've gone through your big live launch when you have that back end asset set up. Then you would start reaching out to potential partners, make the deal for why it's or make the case as to why it's a good deal for them, and then see if you can set up a partnership promotion with them. So to recap, you have your big live launch, which is the one you should do first, where you're building out that launch asset and building out all of the backend mechanisms that are ultimately going to convert everything else on the backend. Then you have the mini launch, which is three times per year where you're re-engaging your list and your social media following with a smaller version of the launch that is part live and part automated through the funnel. And then the third time is with a, or the third kind is with a partner launch. And that is a hybrid mini launch with a partner where you are getting in front of their audience. Um, And you can do that as many times per year as you want with as many people as you know, right? Whatever your network looks like. So these are just the kinds of live launches that you can engage your audience with. And on next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the three different kinds of evergreen funnels and automated sales funnels that you should have in your business in order to continue bringing in sales all year long. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you found it valuable and I will see you in my next one.